Welcome back to the show, everybody. My name is Kevin. I am here with Eric. As always, it is Saturday, January 28th. And um, yeah, so today's episode, we are going to be talking about winning. We are going to be talking about loser mentality. We're going to be talking about being confident with stuff that you, you're you good at. And um, Eric and I had this discussion in, in our brainstorming and brain dumping and we kind of were thinking, why are winners shunned? Why, why when you have climbed the ladder of success at number one, like people tend to be apologetic for it. And I feel like that's the new way of doing things versus like these old heads. You don't see Warren Buffett apologizing. You don't see um, like Jeff Bezos apologizing for creating these Elon Musk. Like you don't see all these these older generations apologizing for it. And And yet you see people apologizing for it now and um a, a great example for for this is um when you place in a competition and eric's got a story about this is um when you place in a competition and he used the analogy of baseball and the world series so it's like you know mlb has its competition to find out who's the best team and you go through the playoffs and you win and win and win and then the world series and then you win there and it's like, how do you judge how good somebody is or how, you know, who the best is? And it's through measurement of success. And it's just, I feel like, and Eric definitely feels this too, is that the standard is set so low with principles and standards that mediocrity is kind of just accepted as the norm um, today. And that's not what any of, what either me or him stand for. So... Yeah, we'll go ahead and um, I guess hop right into it with the after that little introduction. Eric, uh, what's up, man? How you doing? How's your week been? Um, anything exciting going on in the How family life? Dude, you know it. We just came back from gymnastics competition yesterday, where Tyler took oh, yeah. second overall. So I'm super proud of him. That, mm-hmm. was, that was a huge win and improvement for him because he has not placed um, since he's been competing. And overall like that. So like normally he comes in like fourth or fifth. And um, yeah, he finally got second. So I was just like, dude, like you, you finally, you know, placed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm attached and he, to the meaning of what yeah. it means. He's got all those medals and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Did he step on the stage and all that stuff when they kind of hung the medals over him? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. But um, yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and jump into it. Um. But what I was talking about in the in the intro is the the mediocrity thing. And, you know, we we discuss this in, you know, off air with principles and standards and stuff. But I think it comes down to um, the the confidence in your abilities to do something versus the arrogance. And I feel like society has placed a a fear on personal excellence. Like, you know, I don't know if it's like a, hey, don't do too good, like stuff like that. And or if you do good, like, don't talk about it. So it's like, I, I don't know. I, I think the the another example for that for me, where I think it comes down to influencing as a as a kid. And we've talked about this numerous times. You didn't want your kids to be influenced by. And I remember specifically when I was little, I was I, as as all boys probably do is play t-ball and i remember 
I, I worked really hard on my grounders, like, you know, stuff like that. I mean, you can, I guess whatever batting you work on hitting off of a tee with your hand-eye coordination. But I remember slamming this ball in a game and I got a home run. Yes, I got a home run in T-ball. It was awesome. And the significance of it is why that memory, you know, 32 years later still is in my head. And I remember the exact place where I was playing it. And the last play of the game, I caught a pop fly and I was on the pitcher's mount. And at the end of the game, uh, co- uh, Coach Tr- Tracy, I think his name was, I said, oh, you know, Coach, did we win? Did we win? He goes, no, it was a tie. I was like, no, like, I counted it. We had more runs and stuff like that. And I was like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, it was a tie. And, like, I don't know why. I don't know why people would teach that to little kids. Is it like, oh, is it to avoid hearing kids cry? Like, oh, I lost and stuff. And it just honestly... I think that is where it instilled, like, I don't want to, why would I want to try if I'm just going to be the same as everybody else or I'm, I'm going to tie somebody, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's the same thing in school with learning curves. I I only set this, my self standard was I will work the minimal amount, the minimum effective dose to get a C, which is average. And then the learning curve will bump it up to a B. And that way I still came home with decent grades. Right. So it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, it's often like mediocrity is just celebrated because it's like, hey, you did it. You got by, you know, versus, man, look at that person. They really succeeded instead of it's like, hey, that person makes too much money. Tax them more. It's like, you don't really know. Like, oh, you must not be a hard worker. You have no idea what that person sacrificed. So I don't know, Eric, what are your thoughts on all this? I know you could probably talk the, the fucking paint off the wall about this kind of stuff, but... I mean, you're talking about standards, right? I mean, yeah. Why why does American culture become so apologetic for having standards, right? Why? And, yeah, principles and standards, man. I feel like we have to kind of say I'm sorry. Yeah, and even me, like I feel the urge to apologize sometimes, and I always catch myself. And now I live by the principle of I'm not apologizing. Instead, I'm going to be certain and I'm going to have confidence of who I am as a man and what I stand for. And therefore I don't lose sleep anymore over those thoughts or those feelings because for such a long time I did. Mm-hmm. Right. And it wasn't until like, you know, I literally took the action and wrote them down, right? This is what I stand for. This is what I do not stand for. This is what I value. This is what I do not value. And if something comes into my life and it's in that do not value section, I don't spend time on it. Right? Yeah. I mean, the, with the, like the principles and standards, like I feel like with a lot of standards comes ambition, especially if you have your standards in order, you know, like you're an ambitious person, um, certain situations like, well, you've been in the ATC community before and I'll, I'll use this as a comparison. So maybe people can under understand or relate to what we're, we're getting at here is a lot of ATCers are type A, if not all. We're all type A. We're loud and we have... What does that mean? Type A is, to me, has always been like confidence and just loud people. You know, like I'm the best type thing. You're ambitious and stuff like that. That's how I've always read what type A is. You know? But for some reason in that community, 
is when you come up and say, I'm going to, I want to be done in six months. I want to be fully certified in six months. People turn that into, oh, this person thinks he's going to be done in six months. And it's often frowned upon to be ambitious. Why, why is it, why can't you have that goal? As long as you're not arrogant about it. As long as like you don't get certified in six months or achieve that goal in six months and go, hey, I'm better than you because I did it in six months. I think it's because people struggle and to reach certain things. And those that struggle are the ones that shun the people who want to do it quicker and better than they did. So they have to bring them down, you know, because I sucked at it. You have to suck at it. You know, what I find really interesting is, is human nature at its beginning is competitive. We all want to be better or do better than the other person. Yeah. I mean, at, at our core, at mm -hmm. our core, like me and you in competition, I do not want to lose to you because when I lose to you, I receive a negative feeling that makes me feel bad. Yeah. Right. And mm -hmm. you don't say a word. I don't have to say a word, but if we're playing something and we're in competition, I lose, I feel bad. And it has nothing to do with anything you said. It's just the fact of that's what happens when you lose. And it's just like you said, like for some reason in society, this pattern has repeated itself so much that now you've got multiple generations that are living in this, oh, there is no winner. There is no loser. Like, no, there is always a winner and there is always a loser. Like nobody goes to the World Series to watch the last place team. Like, no. Yeah. No. It's always who's going to be the best. Yeah. And like yeah. And, and I don't understand is like when you look at personal standards, like look at, I'm going to use you an example since you're here and I know you pretty well. Sure. You wouldn't be in the position you were or position you are without high standards. High standards, like I said, equals success. Mm -hmm. You know, people that don't set standards or have any principles or even just one. I feel like like you're not going to be successful because then it's like you don't have a, a set of rules to follow, you know? Yeah. And um, I mean, this just doesn't in, in business. It, it comes along in fitness. It comes along with eating well. It comes along, especially with being a dad. You know, if, if I didn't have any standards, I'd be, you know, a deadbeat father with raising my son with my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I feel like in some spots, there are some things like where standards are expected and praised, like, Hey, be the best you can. Like, um, granted, this is a controversial topic, but I want to bring it up because that's what I'm about. I feel like, um, I feel like there's a lot of expectations that come with standards and stuff with, you know, parenting, um, especially with, with moms, <laughs> moms are, I feel are praised no matter what they do with their kid. Mm. While dads are just kind of like, Oh, if you're not the best you can be, then you're a fucking asshole. deadbeat. get out of here. Pay child support, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I think that's like the one spot where mediocrity is like, not like looked at as okay. 
like, oh man, look at that mediocre parent, you know? So there is some, there is some shining spots, I think, but overall society, I feel like that the loser mentality and the mediocrity thing is just widely accepted as okay. Because there's no more, there's no loser mentality anymore. It's participation mentality. And it's, oh, hey, at least you tried. Like, you know, pat on the head and like, here's your participation trophy. And that shit sucks. You know, yeah. I don't care what anybody says. And you can think of this as toxic. I don't give a fuck. But there will never be any of that with my boy or however many kids we have. I think, well, the sad fact is it's hard to get away from it. I mean, because now, yeah. like, you know, my kids are heavy in gymnastics man dude like they line mm -hmm. up eight to 15 people like literally we've been in competitions where there's 15 signs and everybody gets a message uh, or a medal right first second third fourth fifth and they line them all up they have like a 15th place medal yeah i mean it's like a participation trophy but yeah right <laughs> everybody gets a medal they get the same medal and yeah. what i've noticed is some of them they don't even give like special medals for first, second, third. And, but this is something I always see in all the kids face that kid that's sitting down there at second, third, fourth, fifth. They're never looking at their left. They're always looking at the right towards first place. Mm -hmm. Subconsciously, they know what it means to be a winner. Yeah. Because they're always looking at first. So even though they're getting a medal, they know that they're not the best. And instead of letting that child, you know, experience what that feels like to not be the best, you know, we're like, oh, well, you're, you still got called up. You still got recognized. And what, what evidence do we have that shows that it is bad to experience failure. I mean, when is that a thing, right? Like, but what evidence do we have that shows that it is bad to never experience failure? I mean, yeah. I can point out a lot of evidence for that. Yeah. Right? I mean, you, you look, look at, look at, look at champions. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Look at, Look at the, I don't know, what's a big one now? Oh, people who go to the gym are now like the whole fat phobia thing. And I'll keep it as PG as possible with that. <laughs> but like even people who go to the gym are, you know, fat phobic. And, and what I want to lead into this is it's because I think where this came from is because people have such a negative feeling of losing that it turns into this. I have to blame everybody else for my failing because the winners have what I want. Mm. Look at the dudes that go to the gym and then have the six packs and stuff like that. They're getting the fucking women, the girls with the big butts and the six packs are getting the hot dudes, yeah. you know? And it's like, I honestly think that's where it stems from is people don't want to see people win. So they bring them down to their level because the winners get what they want and they can't have it because they're fucking lazy and they don't want to put in the effort. Mm. And I think that's what it boils down to with that. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's the harsh, harsh truth, you know, that everybody needs to hear. Um, yeah, I just uh, keep it PG and then I cuss, so whatever. <laughs> but the thing is, is um, the way that you can positively do it is exactly how you teach your kids how to achieve things. I've been there firsthand 
when your kids haven't done something right you know, i guess the right way and it's like why don't you go back out there and do that again yeah you know and i mean you might say you probably say it differently but that's the point why would you do that you know like and it's like you know that's the wrong way to do things why would you want to be wrong yeah you know and um i don't know i mean and, and you can speak for this too because like um i mean look at all the business people out there look at all the entrepreneurs you know your russell your russell brunson's your alex hormozzi's your grant cardone's all those people how many times do you think that they failed and because well let me back up those people obviously have principles and standards because imagine how many times they've failed and then they're on top you know because and they eventually won because they tried and put the effort in and look at where they're at now yep million billion dollar companies yeah company plural you know do you think those people accepted the art of mediocrity I yeah. mean, I don't either. Yeah, no. You know, I mean, and I'm just getting into this entrepreneur stuff. You're, you've been my mentor and my person and grabbing me by the back of the shirt and pulling the scruff in the neck and pulling me up and going, hey, man, we don't do that here, <laughs> you know? Um, and I just, I don't know, I, I just... I feel like society wants to hold people back on purpose. And I think it's, a. I don't know. I do not know the answer as to why. I mean, are we, would you, would you say it's fair to say that we're up under attack? People that want to be successful and that have principles and standards and ambition and all that. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, if you want a common sense answer, absolutely. But the thing is like, I mean, (laughs) How far do we go down the rabbit hole where we have to bring our tinfoil hats out to where it's like they do that so they can control us? But I mean, it's it's pretty evident. Obey, consume, eat, reproduce, <laughs> the type thing, you know. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I guess it's as a parent, like, man. I mean, you just said it right where you're like, oh, my kid will never experience that, and I quickly said, hey, like, unfortunately, brother, like your kid will experience it because it's out of your control. Right. Like you're there. I mean, what type of butthole would I be, man? If like, you know, my kid got called up there, I'm like, no, like if he doesn't get first, second or third, like he's not lining up. No, no, no. What I meant by that is I, I want them. I know I took that to a stream. I know exactly what you meant. Like, okay. Everybody does <laughs> yeah. But like what I'm saying is, is like, dude, like they're in an activity and like the event as a whole does it right. Like mm-hmm. baseball. You know, like, okay, who who won this season? Oh, we don't know. We don't know. You know, I mean, I coached, you know, my kids' uh, baseball team last year, um, and we did pretty good. Like, we came in second um, overall at the end of the season, uh, and we was fighting for that first place. But when we started out, dude, we lost game after game after game. I did not understand how the season played out. So it came to the last day where like all the teams play to be, you know, who's number one. I thought that we were done because <laughs> we didn't win any games. Literally. Yeah. Like the, all the boys completely disappointed every game because Damn. they knew they lost and we totally mm-hmm. lost. 
and it is okay that they lost. And instead, we encouraged them to come mm-hmm. back, practice harder, right? Do the things. Anyway, dude, the season plays out like this. We show up for the last day where we do, you know, whatever the thing is, and like every team plays. It's literally last man standing. So meaning it didn't matter how you did overall throughout the season. Mm-hmm. What mattered is how you played that last day. So hmm. that team like us that didn't win a single game ended up coming in second because we beat the other teams that day. We played better that day. Right. Which, you know, in when I cool, man, I like, you know, I, I don't hate the idea. Right. Like, I'm not saying anything's wrong with that, because either way, though, we still was able to te- teach the kids like, hey, we practice really hard. We played really hard all season long. You improved this much mm-hmm. We had this conversation with the boys at the end, you know, and there were tears, bro. Like me, the kids, other coaches like we, we had tears because we knew that we all worked hard and it paid off in the end because we didn't come in last place. Right. Yeah. Now I was by far the most shot because the, even the kids knew that like they just kept playing. And I was like, dude, we're not even in the playoffs. Like why are we even showing up today? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I, I thought it was hilarious.